0: No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.
1: We're back, another episode of the Stereo Bros podcast, episode 52. Just like the bus that runs down Gates Avenue. It's your <laughs> boy PL. What? Building.
2: Hi, greetings. It's Hat Suit. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, it's Jazzy. There you go. Um
1: so pardon any loudness you hear in the background. It's it's a holiday in my neighborhood, so it might get a little loud but my neighbors mean no harm. Um, we're going to jump right off and jump into everyone's favorite uh, version of Chris Brown in 2020, Tory Lanez. Um, he was recently, was he charged and actually indicted or was he only charged with the shooting of Meg Thee Stallion?
2: I think he was charged. He I did not indicted
1: he- right? Or not sure.
2: We're not sure, but he was okay. charged felony i think he's, he's facing up to like 22 years if he's
1: like yeah they say like 22 years and eight months something like that yeah. um so i mean my thoughts are if you shoot a woman in her feet because of an argument after a pool party where you hit on a jenner then you deserve right. whatever punishment you get like protect right. no more dvs which for those that don't know means domestic violence it doesn't matter that she's 5'11 and you're 5'2. You cannot shoot her in the feet. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. For sure.
2: There were a lot of people who were like, Tori might, you know, there might be another side of the conversation, which is true. None of us were in the car, but the, there are still facts, like bullets in her feet, you right. know? And so I, holding the gun. Holding and something.
0: And not, not saying you never had the gun.
2: Right. So... I mean, either Kylie shot her and nobody and Chris set this up or, or you actually did that shit and you know, you know, this is, this is kind of what's coming to you then, you know? I I
0: I didn't listen to the song, but I don't believe I heard him say outside of saying I, did he say
2: I didn't shoot her? No, I mean, I've heard only a snippet, because I didn't go out of my way to stream this thing anywhere. Right. The clips I didn't that-
1: hear the full song either, but what I did hear was him say something to the effect of her team contacted him to pay yeah. something like that.
2: Yeah, I didn't hear that. He accused them of trying to pay, pay him to, like, I don't know, be quiet or something.
1: Yeah, I think he tried to cast doubt on the validity of her statements or her story, yeah. but mm-hmm. I mean... If it was only an argument and I I don't know if there's arguing over crab legs or, you know, just (laughs) probably Jenner or whatever, but as a man, when you're arguing with a woman, you're trained to walk away. At most, you bear hug her or you like, you grab her shoulders. In this case, he couldn't. So he could have grabbed her waist, maybe, right? But you're trained to walk away. Walk away and, you know, let her talk her talk, but just walk away. Apparently, he didn't do that. So
2: Apparently, I think he was saying that he was under the influence, like he was drunk or something, like, you know, there were his drinks or whatever the case may be. And that may all be true. But, you know, we what message would we be sending if you could shoot a girl in the prime of her career, a woman? You could just shoot a woman in the feet and get away with it. I don't think that's a precedent anybody wants to set. You know what I mean? I don't think it's one that we need to set at all. And then, you know, on top of that, I think we need to normalize believing her, believing her, whoever the her is, whatever the circumstance that her is in, I think we just need to normalize believing her. Because niggas were so ready to be like, I need to hear the other story, and her friend not talking to her no more, so maybe she's lying. And I, I think they they just want the
0: scapegoat. Yeah. I'm,
2: I Too. Listen, like we. I one thing I know is a fact is that none of us were there. So like I, I am down to hear whatever comes out. But if if there were in fact bullets in a foot in feet, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean I don't know what else there is to argue. You know. Unless you're saying, you know,
0: homegirl had the gun, it wasn't me. I was covering from her for her. Like, what? There's no there's no excuse.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like unless she she had the the joint side, like she was holding it sideways, ready to like put two in him or something like that. And he like wrestled the gun away and like jumped up and took it from her, (laughs) then um
2: though right cuz like the recoil could like cause her to jump back to like fall back and then the bullet ricochet it's
1: I don't front. know man you don't pull out a gun that you don't intend to use but I, at the same time again i think that in like and it's not even a, a drunk thing because i've gotten into situations where i argue with Le rib and i was chopped but i still right. had the frame of mind to say walk away bro like mm-hmm. And you know, she all of like five two and she didn't had a finger in my face talking spicy to me. And I still I walked away, right? I'm like, you know what? She got it. I know I got it. Ah and I just spun off, right? <laughs> I just went for a walk mm-hmm. and it just like let her have it, right? Like let her like let her win in a moment. mm mm-hmm. So if you value your lady, you know that nine times out of ten. Um, you're going to get into a situation where you're going to disagree and that's normal right like humans don't always agree with everything but as a man you know that your woman if she cares about you nine times out of ten the the argument may be that you're doing something that mm-hmm. may, like you're triggering her emotions so it's up to you to recognize that and then to mitigate and, and just like give her the space to kind of like let things you know cool off. So if they had friends with them too, I would think that you know his bodyguard would like put him in a car or hers mm-hmm. would you know put her like they could have been separated, let the thing cool off and then go from there.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um so we'll I see how it plays out. Like
0: how like people are trying to conflate like toxic women <laughs> with this issue. Because I do think that there are toxic women out there. And I have heard, you know, women like, yeah, I don't fight. I'll be fighting with my man. And, and I'm like, I fighting with who? Like, there's no such thing as like fighting amongst, you're abusing one another. Like, there's no fighting amongst, you know, a domestic partner. And I feel like there is a time to call out women who participate in behavior that is violent towards men in or or even verbally or emotionally abusive I do think that definitely should have a light shown on it but Mm -hmm. I feel like people are trying to highlight this as an excuse as to why this girl was shot and Mm -hmm. that that like it cannot be and i just don't understand how we're still having these conversations and and people are in the comments and talking like i mean it's plain as day that we don't protect black women the fact that he could release even if it wasn't even like okay the actual you know act of him physically harming and assaulting her with a weapon after he do did this to add insult He was not, well, she, I don't know if she went to the police, you know, to give her side or whatever, to be charged. But in the matter of public opinion, people are not ridiculing this man for his behavior. And like, I feel like people are just like, oh, y'all wanted him to go to jail. Y'all wanted him to go to jail. You know what? Maybe people wouldn't be shouting he go to jail if the public held him accountable. If niggas ran him out of New York or wherever he's been showing up, And Uh that behavior will not be tolerated here. That is how you community police. That is how you protect your community from predators and people that are harmful to it. And when the community did not do that and instead downloaded his new album where he was talking shit, all you did is that's like another slap in the face. So I feel like, you know, people are just like, oh, you know, she's 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 using this for publicity or whatever. I feel like she's like, no, fuck you. You out here talking instead of being quiet and minding your business and letting this play out how it's going to play out. I would be mad, too. And I and I just don't think that like people are ready for conversations about black women not being protected like we back here again, like we'll probably be back here in another month. with another example,
1: I will say though, what was encouraging was a lot of the blogs didn't do a review or promo for his album. But I think in terms of the toxic piece, I think that a lot of people like hurt people, hurt people. And I think a lot of people go to the internet and read on toxic means and toxic behaviors and use it as a justification. So when women go on, you know, different sites and they're like, um, or, or different accounts is like, oh, if your man, you know, doesn't buy you crab legs or doesn't give you five hundred dollars for this and a third, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of people that, um, actually, not people. I say more so. I think sometimes women um, will try to shit on dudes who who can't afford a lifestyle that they want them to have. So for instance, you know, fly me out to Aruba or Jamaica or something like that. And I think for some guys that becomes like a pain point, but that doesn't justify any kind of violence. But I think you're right in terms of conflating toxic femininity with domestic violence, right? I think those are two separate things. And I think domestic violence against men or women is trash, but I think toxic behavior towards like toxic dating Is terrible too, right? And we all know people who stay in bad relationships where people drunk fight and then they they make up bed and then next morning they back to the like those those types of cycles. The shit is not healthy across the board. So I hope that right. I agree. I do hope that in our in our music, women are more empowered to make music that's more um, what's the word I'm looking for more inspirational and celebrates you know the beauty of dating and the beauty of women so more more ari Lennox more Mariah the scientist um more like just dope women who are beautiful of all shades and shapes and sizes shout out to the fluffies too um and just like celebrate women black women for being dope like the cradle of life the cradle of civilization and and leave it at that. And I feel like as a black man, if you're not ready to deal with women on that kind of level, leave them alone. Go date Paul Mella, right? Like, use your hand, or even better, stockpile and like, abstain until you feel like you, like your are meant to is in a position to where you can bring what you need to bring to to the table emotionally. Cause it's a lot of broken men out here that think that woo, doing certain savage type shit or shitting on women. And I've said this mad times, I'll say it again. Black women should not have to deal with years of fuckboy shit in order to feel like they've earned a right for a ring. For a
0: it shouldn't ring.
1: take or nothing else like that.
0: Get
2: louder.
1: And as, as team wholesome guy, team born again wholesome, I I really hate when I see women staying with dudes for, for mad long on the hope that the doodle at some point wisen up because Listen, by the time you're in your 30s or even your late 20s, or even early 20s, if you grew up hard and young, by the time you're in your early twenties, you know what it is, right? You know what it is. So it shouldn't take a girl getting beat up, jumped, shot at, stabbed, holding your drugs, holding your gun, aborting two or three kids.
0: For you to wake up and be like, I do
2: let this girl. Income tax money fucked up. Really, like, she earned it. Right. Know, she earned it, I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> As opposed to, like, yo, this is a solid woman, like, for me, you know, what was a game changer for me was when a woman held me accountable. Like, I'm just doing dumb shit, she's like, yo, like, you think that shit is cute? Cause then you feel stupid, it's like, <laughs> if everybody else is just like, yo, go for it, and someone's like, yo, that's stupid, like, mm-hmm. Why do you want to, you know, fight that guy? Cause he looked at you and <laughs> <laughs> you're like, holy shit. Like, or if you have like a moment where you're out and you get drunk and you, you snuff somebody Not saying I did that. Right. But <laughs> some dumb shit like that happens. And they're like, yo, if we're going to go out, you can't do that. You have to like internalize and like be held accountable. Get- that- That's more important. If a person's holding you accountable and it's, it sucks because a lot of guys I know, too, the, the girl broke up with them and didn't afford to get her back, right? But why couldn't you just appreciate her off the rip? Um, so hopefully, you know, this will ring loudly. Of course, some people will say I'm I'm caping. I've been told that before by people like, yo, you're doing the podcast. Yo, you always like, you know, talking pro lady. And I'm like, fam, like, I'd rather big up our women and hold them up than hold up men and like, (laughs) like, like, (laughs) right? Like, it's some like it's two types of dudes in the world. There's some dudes that want to go to environments and hang around dudes and get dressed for men, and there's other dudes that want to celebrate women. And I've always been taught that you know, especially when it comes to shit like this, like women love you for free, men hate you for nothing. So. I mean, I got sisters, I got a daughter, and I just feel like for a man to feel like women are less than is is just corny. So, um, and the last thing I'll say, too, is that when people said that she was snitching because she, you know, went to the police, that's trash, too, because she tried to hold it down at first. but. She's when
0: not in running her like, mouth. It doesn't matter how tough she that
1: talks. Kind of it doesn't mean that her talking tough in songs about like making dude's dad take a shopping <laughs> means that she can't like go to the police if she gets shot. Right? Like, I never knew her to be like in the street life. Like she's a whole civilian. So since when can't she say that she got shot by a dude? Right? <laughs> like our community has so many backwards ass thoughts of things because we think that, you know. We're organized crime mobsters, but guess what? The mob, right? Like who so many people fashion themselves after got Mm -hmm. mad snitches. Sammy the Bull, all these guys be snitching. Mm -hmm. So the real gangsters, like even Trick Trick, who's one of the biggest gangsters in in Detroit allegedly, he just put Mm out a $6,000 ransom because a kid got killed in somebody's house. And he said, listen, I'm putting up six grand. Whoever did that, Find them for me and bring them to the police or bring them to me. Because killing mm-hmm. kids, like, shit, like, we got to hold ourselves accountable as a community. We got to stop this this obsession, this romanticism of violence. Because half the people that talk all that spicy shit, if they get detained in Mexico illegally by the police, mm-hmm. or if they get stopped and frisked, or if they have any kind of police contact where their freedom is on the line, they will fold. Right? Like, a lot of people that talk that spicy, oh, hold it down, keep it real, when they (laughs) when they're detained and they're facing a lot of years or they're facing a loss of their freedom, they're going to fold. A lot of people have never been handcuffed, Mm -hmm. never been locked up. (laughs) They haven't been through anything to test their actual metal. And as a person that has been through enough wild things that have been in situations, Jazzy can attest, right? Like, We don't fold, but at the same time, we don't run around talking about how tough we are, or how real we are, cause right. a king or a queen don't gotta tell you they're a king or a queen. Somebody exactly. real don't gotta tell you they real, and somebody tough don't gotta tell you they tough. So it's yeah. all tough. For you. And we gotta get back to just like being genuine people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I second and third, all of
1: that. But enough of my high horse. We have some I guess it's good news, <laughs> but um <laughs> Soho and Noho, which are Noho is north of Houston. Soho is south of Houston, which in the 70s and 80s, when our great city was almost bankrupt, well, no, it it was bankrupt. And um, (laughs) it was uh, a paradise for Heron and artists and LSD. (laughs) Those neighborhoods now have become, you know, a haven for the rich and wealthy to play in. And now the city has announced that they're going to reverse gentrify that neighborhood and build 800 affordable units and people are celebrating because they feel like reverse gentrification as it's being called will be a great thing for the city so I want to get your thoughts on uh Define,
0: define reverse uh gentrification for the people
1: sure so it means instead of going to um a neighborhood that's deemed substandard and building it up they're going to uh wealthy neighborhood and they're going to I guess not build it down but they're going to they're
2: They're going to add some they're just going
1: to add affordable
2: houses hopefully they didn't they're going to
1: hold on it's getting hot here
2: equity they're going to depreciate a nice neighborhood
1: they're going they're going to Add affordable units, but I don't even know what affordable means, because if, if it's $4 million units and you're adding $800 affordable units, which just may be 600000 $700,000 studios, which is. <laughs> still ridiculous. Because
2: income of the neighborhood factors in the affordability.
1: Right. So if everybody making $200,000, $300,000 on the low end, and you take 175,000% of that, or like 175% of that, you're still talking what, high high 100s? And even if you do a lottery, you're gonna get 80,000 applicants. So yeah. at 80,000, you're still gonna have to prioritize people that are already in the zip code, and then you're not taking people that are the working poor, you're not taking sanitation workers and transit workers and police officers, you're taking people that are still of the ilk that can probably afford to live there anyway.
2: Two things that kind of get on my nerves. Like one, gentrification itself is not the issue. It is displacement that's the issue. Like you can gentrify a neighborhood and everyone benefits without displacing the people who are already there. That's the that's the problem. So when you do things like, oh, it's a reverse gentrification. All you're saying is, okay, we're going to take these unsavories, right? Like you, you're saying that without saying it. depreciate a neighborhood with the unsavories. You know what I mean? And now it's going to be balanced everywhere. Right. And that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, no, continue, continue giving us better lighting. Continue giving us, you know, um, um, you guys got me? Yeah. Yeah. Continue giving us clean streets and better lighting and you know, police patrol. I want the bagel shop. I just want Nana, who's been on the corner for 60 60- years. stay on the corner that's that's all i want like that's all we want and the other thing is just this idea that like I think the whole affordable housing thing is a joke. I feel like these institutions, like school universities that buy up tons of real estate and convert them for their students and for their buildings need to subsidize the housing of their teaching staff. Um, the same goes for hospitals that are buying up all the real estate. They need to subsidize housing for their nurses, for their doctors, for their med school students. Like, and not not some kitschy one building over you know, two miles away from the hospital. I'm talking about whatever neighborhood you bulldoze bulldoze over in order to throw up another Montefiore, another Beth Israel, another Mount Sinai. You in those neighborhoods, you need to have a certain percentage of housing available for the people who work for you as well. Maybe that would take the strain off of the city trying to put together these hodgepodge ass policies through their affordable housing unit where they're trying to catch everyone. These other institutions are benefiting from gentrification too. John Johns Hopkins, like all of these people who are in the middle of the hood, mm-hmm. the of serious hoods buying up all of these pre-war buildings. You owe it to the people who work for you to give them affordable housing as well, because your ass is the reason why they why it's going up in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my two cents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to again, like gentrification. That, like, uh, there's an article I just read about, um, you know, the Upper West Side has been getting all these uh, shelters use, using mm-hmm. like, these hotels that are not really in use. And so one community board or community put together a fund of about a million dollars to get a, hire a lawyer to fight the city and the placement of these homeless people. Why wouldn't you just give that million dollars to the homeless people, so that they could? What do, they do, do it, buy four locos? No, <laughs> no, no, Like I think, I think I know, we I'm
2: kidding, I'm kidding. like.
0: I just, it's just crazy how people don't understand. Like people need a living wage. Like people need to have. Wage
2: l- people
1: need to put themselves up by their bootstraps.
0: Shut up! They <laughs> need security. You need. You need uh, like physical security in a home and you need food security, you know, to eat and to live and to survive. And the fact that people are just unwilling to do that or to realize that, you know, they have something to do with that and not even counteract that it makes no, it makes no sense. Like, first of all, half the people up there are if they can afford it in the Hamptons or their second home. So like, why can't these people for a, a, a time during a pandemic, you know, use these, I don't know, like, it's it's, it's just crazy. Again, the affordable housing, the the, the, what are, the the poor doors that they use in these buildings where they separate the people that are using affordable housing from the people that pay market price. Like, what was the point of putting, just you know, to get your tax breaks
1: on your- on point, You know what really grinds my gears? Mm-hmm. It, when I go to brunch and somebody that's not using a poor door that's paying market rate, it's like, yeah! I just, I live over on, you know, uh uh Gates Avenue and it's <laughs> so nice. You know, I only pay 1200 You know, mm-hmm. I only have two roommates. Like, that's the same neighborhood where a working family could have paid that same $1,200 for the entire unit and a family would have grown up in the unit yeah. instead of People that walk dogs, bartend, and do yoga. No offense to the yogis out there. I know a few <laughs> ones, right? But it's just like you're creating, um, almost like a contractor, like a struggling economy. And that's why now you got people having the, the audacity to write that the city is gone. No, the transplants that were struggling are gone <laughs> because a lot of them realize like, yo, it's real. And yeah. those that are still here are the ones that have endured. Like we're a very resilient city, but I think that we've had a decade plus of policy that doesn't make any sense because you're displacing the middle class because the super poor people somehow get by because of Section 8 or they move down south. The ultra wealthy are gonna be okay. But the again, the city worker, the transit worker, the postal worker, the NYPD worker, the FDNY worker, the, the- The teacher, the nurse. The entrepreneurs.
2: Yeah,
1: the ones who get shafted.
2: Mhm. Already right Yeah, like, and because like ugh, I don't even know if I feel like upsetting myself this much, but like it literally is because contracts are for sale. Like you know what I mean? Like the city has been for sale for so long. Like you got political aspirations, you ain't got no money. There's a developer waiting for you mm-hmm. to. F- Stupid ass campaign, so that they can erect hideous buildings in historic neighborhoods, so that they can steal neighborhoods from people of color everywhere. They Don't give a fuck about what the fabric was before they got there. This just erect shit and collect rent from niggas who also don't give a fuck about the neighborhood.
1: I saw it's them knocking right. down Victorian homes in Flatbush, and I'm like, why? Why'd you put this bullshit next to this Victorian home? And
2: Do you know people had a view in for 20 years to wake up now and they're looking at fake cinder block buildings? Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. It is so disgusting. They but
1: like... fully occupied. These buildings are not fully occupied. There's no, mad
2: vacancies. Mad, vacancy. mad vacancy. vacancies. Like they're downtown,
1: all them, all them Scott's papers and shit are empty. Empty.
0: Giving, like, uh, my one friend was looking at an apartment and they were offering like a $2,000 Amazon gift card with a discount on rent. Mm-hmm like a difference of like several hundred thousand, several hundred dollars in difference, because again, the market is correcting itself. I feel like, you know, you have, we've had these inflated rates. It's so, for so long with people dying to, you know, be in Brooklyn, but be close to the city and to work. Everybody's gone back to their home to live for free until, you know, they can, we know what's next, you know? So, I just I don't know I, I I think the developers are ruining Brooklyn and the the the, the land we love and That's a fact.
2: And, then and they're, they're now, not working concert with some of these ancient ass politicians who have been in know, Brooklyn so on
1: that they try to they try to get rid of Juniors that didn't work but then they got rid of our beloved Mister Fulton mm-hmm. it's going <laughs> <laughs> but then like on NY1 or now 8, they'll call in and say, Eric Adams, people keep knocking on my door to try to buy me out. And he's like, oh, they're knocking on mine too. That's not the answer, bro. The answer really is, like, give people the opportunity to fucking enjoy the shit they worked for. Like, it's not fathomable to me that people should have to subject themselves or be comfortable people knocking on their door to buy their fucking house. Right. Why is that okay? right my thing is well, like the president is saying it's happening to me too instead of saying i'll work to correct it i don't have that much confidence in you know our politicians and so many politicians fight for affordable housing but i feel like why not fight to fight the development like you said if the development is inevitable why not make it so that okay you're going to build this new building in flat mm-hmm. why why not make it so that 90% of the units go to people who have a Flatbush zip code and have lived in Flatbush for 15 years. And the 10% can be the the, the new people. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a very different dynamic. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you flip it and then those new people move in and call 311 every year during Juve.
2: That's a, yeah, P&L, a very, very good idea.
1: Yeah. So... Speaking of neighborhood issues, we have to talk about COVID. And there's been a spike in some neighborhoods, mine in particular, and um, upstate New York, Rockland, Borough Park, parts of Williamsburg, parts of Crown Heights, parts of Midwood are seeing spikes in COVID cases. But now we're seeing um, protests, mass burning, um, some violent protests, and no one's being arrested by the NYPD. Mayor De Blasio has promised more aggressive enforcement, but I guess my disappointment in this whole situation stems from the fact that I see people get arrested for having block parties or barbecues during COVID, and they've been violently arrested. My community, the Black community, is pretty aggressively policed. People were arrested over, you know, not wearing masks. Yep. We always met with aggression, and. I feel like other communities are not. So during this time, I just want to encourage our people to definitely lean on your politicians and complain loudly if you perceive the same thing I do, which is unfair enforcement of policies in our neighborhoods. Go to your local board meetings, go to your NYPD meetings, meet with your inspector, form that tenant patrol if you haven't already, and let them know that you're not going to stand for this because tweeting about it, they may or may not see it. But if you actually start to make your voice heard louder, you know, I think that's going to be a more actionable step because there's no excuse for people to be able to push the police. Mm-hmm. No one's arrested, right? Like breaking through and you're pushing police officers and they're telling you, oh, well, no one was arrested. No summons were issued. But if we even Amen. had five people outside blasting a song and sipping some uh decent wine <laughs> or a zoo you know um it's a it's a very different story
0: yeah no that was alarming to see just because I'm just looking it's like it's like is this a, the Twilight Zone like there's a group of people dancing and singing all like next to each other in like a mosh pit. And the police are just trying to move them, you know. Please go. Please move. And I'm just like, what? Like, I I, you know, I hesitate to characterize groups of people where this is happening, but um, to be, uh, I guess, factfully uh, forthcoming. I live in Crown Heights and I have seen um, a lot of the Hasidic Orthodox Jewish community not adhering to the um, mass. And I do think that it's this understanding that, um, or a belief or a a goal um, to use herd immunity. And so, you know, our local politicians have acknowledged this you know, quest for their community to achieve that. But I, you know, I guess, and maybe this is another, you know, uh, I guess, manifestation of uh, of, of uh, uh, years of uh, principles and, and things that have gone on in our communities, but their community is not insular. Like they exist within, you know, neighborhoods with people of all other, colors you know races religions ethnicities that are not that are not adhering to the same uh standard or thought process of herd immunity so like we're being affected by this behavior right but we get treated differently when we do the same thing and like what pnl was pointing out is that it's like I could see if you were like seeing this, you know, on TV, like, oh, when you go over there, no, this is the same block. Like
2: the same block, two blocks
0: away, around the corner. Different. It is just different treatment. And it's it's uh enraging. It's it's kind of um annoying. And, and to be honest, I don't think it is. I, you know whatever if it's a religious belief and that's why they're not doing it then okay that's a different story I don't believe that's the case I think it's more of a, a, a way for their um, they, their way of governing their their small society and how they're gonna deal with COVID and how they're gonna treat it and and and, and deal with it as a community but more importantly I think It is a good standard to have a voting block and a political power that this small community yields, if not anywhere else in just Brooklyn, to be able to tell the police how they're going to deal with them because they are dictating how the police handle their citizens. And I wish that, Black people and brown people in Brooklyn in the Bronx would be able to have the same political clout and power.
1: Yes. And just to piggyback on that, you know, I think we're, we're saying the same thing, right? It's like it's not that we have an issue with, with the Orthodox or the ascetic Jewish community. No, because for years in Crown Heights and and other parts of Brooklyn and New York, we've coexisted. The issue more so is why is it that the NYPD, the state police and politicians overtly treat our community so much differently when it comes to the same policies? That's really the issue. It's less about because even if you take the same argument and apply it to the Asian community or... People, real cheers, right? Like, why is it that our community is so aggressively dealt with when it comes to everything? Like, even with the mask, there was arrested people for not wearing masks,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? <laughs> and even when it came to the. Process, laid
0: out on the floor, had them, had them with their hands behind their back lined up.
1: For not wearing a mask. Right, like, like, and again, I have kids. So there's no way I'm going to walk outside and see one of my kids, God forbid, being dealt with like that and, and say, what did he or she do? My first thought is like, listen, you got three seconds, three seconds to give me my kid or this this whole shit is getting turned upside down, <laughs> period. Like, ain't no negotiation. Give me my fucking kid, period. Like, I'm not talking <laughs> Ain't no, you talk, nah, ain't no, you talk to them later, ain't no, mm-hmm. like listen fam, put a white shirt in front of me, I'm gonna talk to a, a white shirt. You got three seconds, if <laughs> not, fam. It's gonna be a lot more of me, and it's gonna be a lot of hell to pay if I don't get my fucking kid, period. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Often, we're like, well what did Daquan do? Daquan, let them take you. Let them take you, Daquan. Right? You said, Thank you. That's really the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue here is we care less about if it's a specific community, because we got to make that crystal clear, because we don't want this to be misconstrued as anything other than us being upset at the fact that we're policed very differently than everybody else when it comes to the same shit. How are we getting arrested for not wearing masks? but other people can literally burn masks and push police. And it's okay. That's what I'm happy on on the news. They, like, even on the news, they're like, yo, they're interviewing people from the NYPD or former people from the NYPD. And they're like, well, it's a mayoral. It's a, it comes from the city. Like, cause it's, it's so, it's so blatantly done that they can't even like, excuse it anymore. Cause if you put the same shit side by side and it's two blocks away, Mm-hmm. Daquan is getting tackled over a mask,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's only Daquan that's happening too, nobody
2: else. Mm-hmm. hmm I um the biggest the biggest thing that sticks out for me is just the um is the I hate mincing words. I hate prefacing things sometimes. Like I hate feeling like yeah, preface it. Yeah, listen. I, I, what I'd like to bring to everyone's awareness is just kind of like, you know, sometimes, (laughs) damn it, (laughs) let me just like, I, I, I want to, I hate, I hate where we are, where like, you can't, you can't even use a fact, like facts should be used, you know what I mean? You know, that I don't want anyone to consider anything we say anti-Semitic, right? Obviously. Many of us here on the pod and, and, and elsewhere have really good people who are who are who are of that faith, right? But we also have video footage several different times since March of this same community, not, you know, kind of, you know acknowledging, at least as a collective, that there's a global pandemic happening. And like you said, Jazz, because they're not insular, you're down the block from another community who's seeing spikes, right? Maybe you haven't seen spikes, but your, your activity might be causing spikes across the street. And it's, it's like, it's just, I look at it from the perspective of being a global citizen, right? Like we all recycle because it's better for the environment, because it helps. It may not help us directly, but it helps life at large. And I don't see why people, other humans, can't understand their impact on other humans during a pandemic. And what's most concerning is, you know, you have to watch how you say this because you don't want, I don't want to be accused of, you know saying something um inflammatory towards one group you know what i mean when really and truly we're talking out of facts like this is a this is a situation that has taken lives and people have every right to be really disappointed at, at how this community in several pockets has has kind of just kept their show going and no one's saying don't celebrate your holiday because people yeah. You know what I mean? People are still holding funerals in in Christian and Muslim sects, but they found ways to do it that also mitigate the risk for everyone else. And I just I just am not sure what we're going to need to do in order to be able to have these conversations, because it is difficult conversations between the Orthodox Hasidic community and the black community are not is not new. You know what I mean? Crown Heights and Specifics was the backdrop for very tense times between two communities. We had no language between them. All, we, all, it, all it was was culture one and culture two kind of smashing against mm-hmm. each other and nobody knew how to rectify it. We made great strides since then in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of bridge building that is made there, but come on. Like, all I'm saying is come on. Um, and I, I don't, I think, You know, we really need to have some conversations within ourselves and in our own groups about why is it this uncomfortable to have this conversation? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because (sighs) it's it's deep water. But, it, you know, it's kind of like the argument between people of color and black people, right? How, like, people of color can use, you know, oh, my God, I'm being discriminated against because I'm a person of color, but then still turn around and marginalize black people. To me, this is the very same circumstance where you can wield a certain type of privilege over another group and you not be, and we're seeing it. You're not even being handled by the law the same way. In fact, the law doesn't even doesn't even recognize you the same way it recognizes everyone. Cause you have your own systems, all of which I think is type fire, to be honest. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of our communities, if Flatbush had its own ambulance, own um, police department, owns, we might see a lot of reduction in police aggression and all kinds of stuff because it would be the hood, police in the hood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like, I, I, I just am not sure what it's going to take to be able to have a very honest and open conversation between the leaders of our city, you know, um, religious groups, because ultimately life in general is at risk here because of this, this virus, the shit about like what color you are, where you're at and i just feel like if you are a global citizen especially you know one with such a rich dev- rich history of devout you know relationship you know to, to your religion is your religious identity you know to not see another life to, you, know, you know to not be able to not do your part to mitigate the risk you know of harming another life doesn't even seem to be in step with that, you know what I'm saying. I'm so t- I'm, I just want to know what we have to do to develop the right language for the conversation because I think it's gone on far too long. March, the city shut down the first time in March. You know what I mean? It's right. October and it's shutting down again. And one of those zip codes is my mom, and my grandmother, and my aunt who stayed home all those right. months. You know what I'm saying? And now they just got used to getting a little bit of air and then they go, gotta go got to go back Me, inside. May have spiked these, you know, um, gatherings that may have spiked this thing continue without any disruption. I just, someone make it make sense. Cause it's not making any sense.
1: No, I think that's a valid point. And I think that, um, It's less about us trying to like, put kid gloves on when talking about any community. I think it's more so a recognition that we've all been conditioned to feel like if we say the wrong thing, we're gonna be labeled the wrong way that can have real consequences. When instead, it should be that our politicians from the mayor on down should say that we're going to treat every community the same way when it comes to enforcement of something that is a matter of public safety. And because Mm -hmm. they're not doing that, it puts people on the defensive and it actually makes people want to lash out because they feel like it's not fair. Like we all pay our taxes, some more so than others, yet Mm -hmm. certain communities are, are given kid gloves and dealt with very differently just because of a fear of backlash from the top down. So Mm -hmm. it's even, you know, the mayor, the police department at times, they, and even the governor, He's even scared to, you know, call a spade a spade and make decisions on matters of public health. That, as you said, you know, Christians, Muslims, all sects of the Jewish faith alike should all be held to the same standards of public health and safety enforcement. No one is saying that, as you said, no one is saying that, you know, any religion should not be able to um enjoy their faith but at the same time we're all saying the same thing two things one um regardless of how insular you are on matters of public safety the the city and the state should have a rule across any religion that says here are your rules in matters of public safety and the second thing should be that if those rules are broken then the enforcement should be the same across any religion any faith because i'm not a fan of us having large gatherings either. Like, I don't want people to be having block parties and Mm -hmm. and boils and fish fries and shooting rap videos during the fucking pandemic. That shit is stupid. But I feel like when we do that, we get dealt with. So, hmm So, uh, I'm running out of words to describe my disappointment with the situation. Maybe you can bless us with a woke word that can help us um, you know, better describe how you feel about the situation.
2: Yeah! work well, Word time! Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. <laughs> OK, everybody. Our work Word, this is perfect timing for it. Um, are y'all ready for it? Yes. Awesomeness. Drum roll, please. Today's word is mercurial. Everybody repeat after me.
1: Mercurial. Mercurial. This
2: Mercurial art. means changeable. The word changeable can mean mercurial, can simply be capable, of pe- be capable of being changed or more often liable or likely to change. Okay? Mercurial is closer to the latter. It emphasizes voli- uh, volatility. Volatility. Fickleness and unpredictability, and it's commonly used to describe a person's temperament. So, I guess if you fly off the handle quickly, uh, you could be considered mercurial. <laughs> so,
1: Tony Lanes had a mercurial temperament, which led to him allegedly shooting Meg The Stallion in her foot.
2: That is the appropriate usage. A hundred points, Alex. Put it on the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> so good at this, you know right um yeah Uh, i like the word today just because of it's it's technically like a synonym synonym for changeable
1: right like
2: uh uh head case i'm sorry i missed it what
1: it's it's like somebody head case yo you're very mercurial bro right what what you saying i'm crazy or something my nigga
2: (laughs) you're volatile that's
1: what we're saying I think I'm looking on the interwebs, so the synonyms are volatile, capricious, Mm -hmm. temperamental, Mm -hmm. excitable, fickle, and changeable. Yep. Look at that.
2: Boom. Boom. And I think that if you've got a mercurial boss, a mercurial partner, a mercurial friend, you know, shit, if you're mercurial, (laughs) if you hear (laughs) this podcast and realize you're mercurial, do something about it, you know what I mean? Just Just go ahead and be a global citizen, and do something about your volatility.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of you know, <laughs> people, how about 45 in these fucking debates? Ah. That man was flying off the fucking handle on, on Joe, but I will say Trump's highlight was no Joe, you're called blacks, African Americans, you called them super predators. I thought that was like a good fucking a good moment for Trump in <laughs> in a debate. I think Biden's moment was. Will you just shut up? <laughs> I thought that was good, too. <laughs> I never seen somebody tell another politician to shut up. I thought that was that was But Joe
2: Biden was people during these debates. I remember when Obama didn't have a good debate back in 2012, but Joe Biden followed up with the haymaker during his presidential. You remember that? It looked like an old man beating a young child. <laughs> He'd be, he be coming at him with it. But he looked very senior to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it looked like Trump was like playing with him, like dragging. Yeah. Him. You could tell he wasn't comfortable with Trump's style because Trump. I remember him on the other one was like, "Little Marco, Little Marco." Like, yo, he basically, he's a bully, and bullies gotta get punched in the mouth. That's all he respects is violence. So you That's gotta it. play his game. Like all you had to do at at Trump was coming him directly. Trump, like Trump, had moments where he got under Biden's skin, but it didn't look wet. It didn't look good in the polls because at one point Biden was like, "It's insulting when you talk about the troops." My son Bo, was a yes. troop. Mm-hmm. and Trump was like, "I don't know Bill. I'm, uh, I'm talking about Hunter. I don't know Bill. I don't know Beau. Hunter, Hunter, his drug problem."
2: I'm right. He was like, he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Blah blah blah. And I'm just like, yo, bro. Yo, so,
1: listen, something that, like that. You gotta like. Like, all, all Biden had to say was, Watch your mouth. Period. Watch your mouth. Like, play with me if you want to. Watch your mouth.
2: That would have white to... guy. You can say that.
1: He could have said, Watch your mouth, fam. Watch how you talking to me. You know my body.
2: Hey, like
1: that. And, well, had he said that, Trump would have said, I don't know your body, Joe. I don't know your body. <laughs> I'm, not your I'm not your wife. I don't know your body. I don't know it, okay?
2: I don't know it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, the um, the uh, that that we looked nuts in front of the world. Like it just, it just, we just looked nuts. And I mean, then he has COVID. I just, I just allegedly, I like does he really
1: have COVID?
2: Uh, huh?
1: Does he really have it? I don't. I don't, I don't think I he has it.
2: Know, in twenty four, I I've, they were saying that that he's either hopped up on steroids or he was over medicated to treat the um. Mm-hmm treat the disease, the the illness aggressively. And that's probably why he's back out. And I just don't know how aggressively you're going to treat this very deadly disease on a 70 plus year old man. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that he could be outside in 24 hours. I know he's the president of the United States, so, you know, you never know, but I just feel like, I don't know what smoke and mirror show we're doing right now. It's, it's not working out for me and it certainly isn't working out for our our image as a nation. We look fucking nuts.
1: <laughs> he was taking it and then it's gonna pop up like see I beat it. I use hydrochloroquine. It's fine. Right. I thought that's what it was, but now people are saying that he actually looks sick and short of breath.
0: He really When he came out and he had all the extra makeup and he was looking extra orangey. Now this was after he came out and did his salute to Marine One, but like the next interview, his eye was droopy as hell. Like it looked like he couldn't keep his whole eye up. It was wild. I don't know. I just I, I think I think he does have, but I think his ego won't allow him to sit down and and he thinks this is like uh uh like he thinks like this is a ploy against him instead of a a chance for him to like work on his health and worry about staying alive. Like, right. He's worried about how it looks in the election cycle.
2: Right. Like I appreciated the message of don't let it, don't let it control you. Cause I do think some people are consumed by fear. Right. And that, that does weaken your immune system on many levels. So I can appreciate that, but I wished it in real and action. He would display like, he would just be better. You know what I mean? It's like, it's okay, if you have COVID, then, then you have COVID. You've just proved how serious it is, right? But you can also say, hey, I'm taking the proper steps. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Don't let the fear consume you. We have the greatest technology, we have the da, da, da. You can mm-hmm. still get the message across. You don't have to show up, <laughs> like patched up the next morning with your mask off, like it just, there's just, no one knows what's going on. There's too much spin happening. It's too much. You know they're trying to make him look like I don't know, like like he beat the virus, and I don't know, I don't That's know.
0: Wait until you actually beat the virus, then we can talk. It. Like, hey, until then, just mind your business and do your little virtual debate. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, I, I will say though that I feel like the so Kamala did a thing, and um. I think she held her ground. I think Pence showed that he's like a master liar. Like, I want to learn how to lie like that guy because he lied with a straight face mad times. And that moderator was trash, too, because she let him get away with bullying as well. And I think that we definitely need, like, Rachel Maddow and, like, Anderson Cooper to moderate, right? Like, we definitely need stronger moderators to be able to kind of, like, even, like, get, like, Chris Cuomo, right? Like, get somebody that's going to shut it down. Get, like... Uh, Joy, or even your beloved Gayle King, like loud, moderate.
2: <laughs> you know, Mike, like Vice President Pence gives me Voldemort vibes. He don't give you Voldemort vibes. He's the
1: like a whole a whole d bag. Like <laughs>
2: no. his
1: eye looked like mad purple. I don't know <laughs> if he was like getting stomped out or like he was drugged up too. But he definitely gave me like a real creepy, lying type vibe. He didn't answer one question. Which politicians mm-hmm. do, but he gave me That's full Bozo vibes and
2: slithering of him. <laughs> That's very slithering of him.
1: <laughs> yeah, very slithering. But he, he got smoked though.
0: I
2: don't know. I don't know. Dad, listen, y'all gonna <laughs> pray get better. But <clears throat> I want him to live. I want him to get
0: That's- live long enough to be put in jail. Like That's- live, baby, live.
2: Yeah. I mean, I still think ultimately my first thought stands, we look fucking nuts. It doesn't matter if it's, I mean, even the flies know it. The flies are out here parking on, on Canada during yeah. the joke out here. <laughs> All
1: right. I mean, we'll see how this plays out, but. Time for everyone's uh, favorite topic, Steph. You want to get us into a
2: uh, ask Jazzy? Ooh, everyone, snap your fingers. Uh, 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 ask, uh,
0: jazz,
2: uh, z. Yeah. Is it me, or do I feel like I didn't do that in a while? Has we, it been me?
0: It's been a while. It's Whoa. been a while. God. Uh, we've done this in a minute. Um, but yeah, guys, you know, back on a, a pandemic fall night and um about to go into the weekend, and I was just thinking about how we only have a couple more months left in the year, and mm-hmm. some people may not make it into the next year with some people. Ooh. I wanted to ask the stereo bros. How do you know when it's the end of a relationship? Ooh,
2: ooh, that's a great question, Jazzy, and there are several answers. One that comes to mind is that you kind of have more negative memories with this person than you do positive ones, right? Like your recall suddenly is far more negative like, you can remember when they didn't put the juice back. You can remember when they didn't put the seat down. You know, you can remember mm-hmm. all the I time mean, make you wait for, for X amount of time before, you, you know, dinner. Like, you're thinking about all that stuff instead of, like, the Christmas card that you cried at or the earrings that you like. That's usually a telltale sign. I think mm-hmm. another one is easily, like, getting easily irritated. Mm-hmm know if um because I've because we've been there you know I've been there where like you breathing sometimes is like what the why, what the fuck like what is I didn't hear that sound before like what (laughs) what is that (laughs) you know or the way you chew or like some of this shit just starts to get really kind of annoying um I think that's that's a time to like um reevaluate and then also if you are a couple that is engaged in some kind of sexual activity, if there's a marked decrease in how much you're having sex, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that means you probably don't want to have sex with them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they should probably go to. hmm
1: Yeah. I think that once you start to, from a male perspective, it's like, if she can do no right and, you know, you start to... like everything she does annoys you but it's also like you're less protective of her and you feel easily annoyed by things that she used to do um that's definitely a telltale sign and if you just um are less like empathetic i think a lot of times when you care about a woman you're very sensitive to her needs and if you start to all of a sudden feel like like you don't care about like her well-being like i remember one of my exes, well, we actually was breaking up. We broke up. Um, she cried and all that shit in front of me. And I'm like, fuck you crying mm-hmm. for? Um, and well, I said that because she broke up with me. So, you crying and shit. I'm like, fuck she crying for? I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Um, so she called the cab. She's like, you going to be downstairs? I said, no. Um, so
0: uh.
1: we get home and her lobby got shot up and she called me, like, hey, just wanted to let you know that you know, um, I'm like really distraught right now. I'm like, How you just dead at me? She's like, No, they just shot at my lobby. And if I got home like five minutes sooner, I might have been hit. I'm like, Well, look at God because <laughs> I didn't care anymore, like, I didn't care, and she's like. You gonna say that you don't care? I'm like, what is there to care about? This shit is over. Like, listen, listen. I wish you well, but I wish me better. Like, fuck we talking about here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, but I'm also a February Pisces. So once you once you burn that bridge, that shit is burnt, fam. Like, like I I care hard. I like hard. I lust hard. I love hard. But once that shit is over, like you a whole dove. Like, that's it. I don't know why you're making that face for, but (laughs) (laughs) Listen,
2: <laughs> <that's true. laughs> february Listen, like, are the most emotional beings on the planet
1: but have I you ever did. seen a february pisces like fully mad like vengeful like
2: yes ready to like yes. burn on,
1: <laughs> right like that shit is different like because the emotions go both ways they the same ones that you mentioned once that you want to open up a if you mentioned once that you want to open up a yoga studio Mm -hmm. on your birthday, they'll surprise you with the keys to a yoga studio. But when you (laughs) break up, they'll fucking get you evicted out of that shit and then beat up the new boyfriend with yoga mats. Like, that's how we are. Like, extreme, like, it's too extremes. Like, very emotional in terms of, like, they love, like, lust, with all their heart. But at the same time, once we cross, there's no, like, there's no end to the limits we will go to To like exact revenge to feel whole again, and once the emotions are done, that shit is done. Like you can never re like, re lust, re love after that shit because it's it's draining. Like all the emotion that go with that shit is like a full time job. It ain't easy being a being a February Pisces. That shit is not easy.
2: It doesn't. It doesn't sound easy. It's not.
1: Listen, I wear it every day. (laughs) Every. every, (laughs) So that's what what I'm saying. Is what it's sounding like. Uh, yes, yeah, very <laughs> extreme. I'll be the first to say it. Like we if you look at like the, the chart of all the serial killers, like Pisces is like top three. Pisces, <laughs> Sagittarius, and Gemini be all the serial killers. Like oh, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, cause that's probably more of a March Pisces thing than February. But um because we're gonna get like our like our target, not like random ass targets. But mm-hmm. um now nah, like once you feel like she doesn't exist like once you feel like you don't care about her well-being or her whereabouts if you stop asking if she ate <laughs> you know it's over that's a listen that's a key word. That's, that's
2: yeah a key- i think
0: the care i think a lot of what you guys said i also feel like you know like i i'm the type of person like i am always planning ahead i you know women have vision they see things they and like when you start to like not be thinking about that person in your plans for the future, yep. like it is just such a telltale sign. Like, yes, yeah, this is probably like not going to work.
2: And when the person is not the first person that you tell big news to, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, if I'm if I'm telling my homegirl now, it's like, well, you know, yeah. just and think of you know, insecure season one. <laughs>
1: Yes, another thing too is if you scale back your level of nasty with the person, not just the frequency, but the level of nasty, right? Like when you really like a girl, like she could come home and the work flats might stink, and you might just tell her, yo, you smell a little sweaty, want to drop in the shower real quick and join, the, join in the shower. Or mm-hmm. some, some scumbags. Oh, work like, flats. <laughs> <might stink>. <laughs> <laughs> some scumbags will will run red lights and stuff like that. And the next thing you know, they got mad rules. Like they want you to take a shower before every sexual encounter. Or they telling, like, you like, yo, yo, wash your hair before, like before I smash. And you like, yo, like paint your nails. Like you start (laughs) putting mad rules on. Like, yo, why you got sweatpants on? Like you start to nitpick at everything about her her like mm-hmm. her sexuality. When if you like her, mm-hmm. take yo pull them sweats down. Stop playing with me. Like I'm gonna <laughs> eat <shit>. right? Like <laughs> you really start to view the person as like an annoyance instead of like as as <laughs> as sexual poses in her her sweats. <laughs> <laughs> but you start to view that. <laughs> you start to view that person as like an annoyance, and um. I've like I've been on both sides. Like I've been in situations where I can tell her. Shorty's getting annoyed because she's like, "Why are we going to make that same place to eat?" And I'm like, "You better shut the fuck up and eat this fucking food." Like a much younger me said that shit. But oh, okay, yeah, nah, nah. That was like my teens. Um, but you definitely start to feel like, and I think it's also what leads to that is when people, men and women often will say when they feel wrong. And I feel like if Mm -hmm. you repeatedly ignore a person's feelings, like if I tell you three or four times, yo, um, stop bringing around random dudes around me, or stop going out with your whole friend, and then, you know, running into your ex. Like, whatever the scenario is, if I tell you that shit like four or five times, you keep doing that shit, you're starting to chip away at my patience levels. And as a February Mm -hmm. Pisces, once we get to that breaking point, that's it. I'm like I'm telling you, if you ever date a man born between February 20, what is it, 20th, 19th, 19th, 20th, and the 29th in the leap year, mm-hmm. do not push that because a lot of women do this shit. They push people boundaries. Like women feel like what well, the toxic women, the toxic women feel like they can just keep doing shit. Once you push a February Pisces mm-hmm. past that point, you're gonna notice a Drastic difference in the level of like, lust, or love. It's going to be like a switch flipped overnight. I'm telling you, it's drastic because in our mind, we already feel a like, lust, or love with the next girl. Okay. You're welcome. That's free game. That's free game. That's free game. You know,
2: yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, attention to the signs. Right, on that. I think I'm good there. I think I'm good on that. But you know what What other one that I think we missed? Your friends can tell. Mm, I think... Yeah. Your friends can tell. They can tell when you are not happy. They can tell when you look bored in your relationship. They can tell when you don't, don't want to go back home. They can tell when you'd rather spend time with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, your friends can tell. And whether... We want to admit it or not. um, You know, your friends do have somewhat of an influence. If they reflect back to you that "yo," you know, you're not looking very satisfied in the situation. What's mm-hmm. the tea? Yeah, you, you might start to be like, "Damn, I really don't want to be with this nigga, but like, I probably can't tell these. <laughs> <bitches>. <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably can't tell my friends yet because I fought to be with this dumbass bro. And like now, you're now I'm here. Now I want to leave, and I can't turn way I want to leave. But I think once mm-hmm. your friends tell that the shit is dried up like that's 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 a pretty big sign too and if you're spending more time like with your friends and your family and not him or her you yeah know. that's
1: true like as a dude if you really like a chick if because i've i've been in situations where it's like i i'm dating a, dating a chick and it's like yo fam we out to xyz mix Right? Like, it was like my man's birthday party. I'm gonna pull up, but then if I get that at 01, single me is gonna be there until like two in the morning. But mm-hmm. if I'm in like lust of love, and at 10 01, I'm getting that text like, <laughs> I'm getting tired. And, and she starts talking spicy in the text or so send me like a risque picture. I'm about to yo, I'm <laughs> holler at y'all, I'm mad at it. But if that shit is fizzling out, she could. Send me a, a full nude, I'm gonna be like, I right, um, don't believe, I mean, right? Like, if you get to a point where like the box offering isn't enough, because if a dude like you, the box is gonna keep him, right? Like, the power of the, <laughs> of the box is gonna keep the nigga home, right? Like, and I think that, um, the biggest cause that- of that. that, that
2: Jazzy, the answer is no. No, it's
1: true. <laughs> like, for me, like, right. like yeah, you know I mean? Like, there's been times, like, again, unless it's, like, something important like a birthday party or some shit like that, I'll still go out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if it's a regular, are we going to the bar or something like that, or it's a game night, I'll skip that shit to just roll around and, and you know, eat bad carbs and, and get naked and, and, and do shit. I'll, I'll pass on a game night to do that. Right, right. That makes
2: sense. I mean, what would it look like for a woman if she was over her? Um, well, I think honestly, it goes for any other person. You said it, PL, like, you know, you're already in like, lust or love with the next person. You know what I mean? And I think for women that might. It, it's kind of like, all right, your, your homeboy that's been sending subs this whole time, what is he saying? That's
1: different. I'm talking about February Pisces. What you're not going to do is conflate how we think with Stevie women that date homeboys. We're not doing that.
2: Listen, February Pisces, some of the ones I know, date girls.
1: So it's... Listen, if you're talking about anybody I know, you better stop it, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, February Pisces were sensitive. so. Even That's if true. we messed up, we didn't mean sense. to. If, if we messed up, we didn't need to. It was by accident. Mm-hmm. She probably like trapped him naked, or like trapped him with like bad carbs and and like a a good movie. What are you supposed to do in that situation?
2: <laughs> you know, You that sounds accurate. <laughs>
1: you better stop. I don't want uh, nobody texting me about this episode. I don't want no
2: problems. <laughs> I'm joshing. I know, I know, I know. I think all of those um yes. those examples, like you know, because we all been there. Just just save yourself the drama and leave.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell guys, like, be careful when you date, right? Like yeah. if, if she's too social or you know, she's like I'm just gonna put this out there. You know, if she's like a Leo born in July, just be careful. That's all I'm saying, you know? <laughs> just be careful, bro. Be careful.
2: A Leo born in July? Hilarious.
1: I've never dated one, which is why I'm saying that. A Leo? Oh. I don't think I'm. Leo's I
2: Leo was born in. I don't think I've dated a Leo, but
1: well, I, as a as a February Pisces, we are the most romantic sign. We're also very Psychic, and we know what you're feeling. Bef- so that's the thing. I know when the chick is over me before she's over me, and I'll I'll force her to like dump me. So I don't feel bad about breaking up with her because I can't stand that like that cry breakup shit. Like the but but.
0: Have that on your conscience.
1: But what did I do? I'd rather you be like, Yo, I'm over, and I'm like, Oh man, I right, cool, and I and I walk out like, Oh yes, on to the next one.
2: What that is yeah. toxic, fuck,
1: but whatever. Right, <laughs> I never said it was right, but it's a February Pisces.
2: February Pisces men are mercurial and toxic as fuck got it. Thanks, PL. We no, appreciate we're it.
1: We're actually at the top of the totem pole in terms of datability. If you look at like the datability poll, it's like February Pisces, and I don't know who's after that. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I
2: I don't I don't know if I've ever seen that dating poll, but we'll
1: I'm sure we'll put a poll out uh last month. I'll do it again. The last poll didn't go that well, but after this we'll try again. Um so on that note, we're gonna wrap this episode. Just a reminder, our merch store is up. Um com forward slash product. We changed the link, but it's still there. Go copy your merch subscribe on all socials, IG, Twitter, stereo underscore bros.com. And my my words for this week are a quote that I got from a show on Netflix right before I I recorded this. <laughs> Feminism has principles. Life has compromises.
2: Thank you, PL, for that. Uh, What show Uh, was
0: this, might I ask? Huh? What
2: show was this from, might I
0: ask?
1: The show is called Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It's based on...
0: Oh, is it good? I heard it's really good.
1: Yeah, so as a young man, I I watched that show, and I was in lust with several young lady wrestlers when I was about 9, 10 years old. I don't know why my parents let me watch that shit, but I used to watch that shit and be like, (laughs) wow, like, they look so good in those leotards.
0: <laughs> look, at, look at young piano yeah um
2: my last words for this uh week uh two things one i've developed something fun in my time away something that has helped me a great deal and it is in alignment with the fact that a young dog just finished yoga teacher training Woo, congrats. Namaste, namaste. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so um, I've been developing this thing called Sacred Sex for Black Girls, and it should be a lot of fun. And I'm still like putting touches on it, yeah. But I want Black women to be reintroduced to the awesomeness that is them. And you know, we just do this through yoga, literature, and a couple other things, but I have some more deeps when they come out. Because um, it's a passion project. You know, I just care about Black women. Uh, my words for this week are stay moisturized, Black people okay? Get your butters. In terms, wrap, in terms of
1: wrap or just in general?
2: No, I mean in general. Get your shea butters going. Get the jojobas going. You know, get you some vitamin E. Like, you know, this is, the sun season has is setting on us right now. And that's when usually when we flourish. So it doesn't mean that you can't be successful skin-wise in the winter, and the cold months, okay? Mm-hmm. I need you to activate all of the shea butters, all of the oils, okay? essentials go in dry brush you know exfoliate you will appreciate it when the sun season comes back again in 2020 that is my tidbit for you moisturize Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um i would like to advise everyone to be kind to themselves i feel like it's hard to sometimes remember, but like, like we are in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think because we like go along with work and we have, you know, certain goals or certain plans to deal with or whatever. And then we don't really think about like all the wild things that are going on, you know, Donald Trump being the ass hat. Uh, you know, sending kids to school and not having to take them back out. Like, I just think that there's just so much going on that sometimes we can forget that, you know, if this is anxiety producing, this is, you know, a depression trigger to people. And we should be mindful of that and not be so hard on ourselves. Not, you know, when having tasks at hand that you're just staring at half the time, uh, you know, during the day and not understanding why you can't complete a very simple task that you know how to do. Um, Be kind to yourself. That's because others may not be. That's a wonderful, that's a wonderful
2: message,
1: Jazzy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of kind, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I just want to give a shout out to Jazzy because I called her randomly on Wednesday, Thursday. I was in a bind. <laughs> <laughs> and she pulled up, not only gave me what I needed, but she dropped me off to get something mailed off that was very important. So oh, I'm a
2: good neighbor. And Jazzy drove all the way to my new humble abode in a new ass city mm-hmm. to come. Which is
0: very <laughs> lovely. Congratulations to good. have kept it.
1: Jazzy is the kind of friend that you want in a good time or a bad time. So Aww. on that note, we're going to wrap over and out.
0: No matter where we fierce we must face the moment of truth,
1: baby.